0: hello and welcome to the projector playground a space created by and for projectors in the human design system in this podcast we will be exploring all things related to human design through a projector lens what it means to be a guide and energy weaver for others and how learning playing and resting are our signature tickets to success i am your host eliana miranda And I am so deeply honored to be guiding us all into the psychedelic gardens that is our projector energy field. Our aura is focused, our seeing is psychic, and our invitations are made of magic. So if you are ready to play the projector way, then join us in this episode of The Projector Playground. Welcome back to the Projector Playground. I am Eliana Batzion Bat Yehudit Bat daughter of Zion, daughter of the sun, daughter of the tribe of Judah, daughter of lions. Okay, I've been getting so many codes this week about singing your name and how invocative that can be to your soul coming online and to you hearing yourself and clearing the way for more of yourself to come through. It's come in in so many different ways in the past seven days, Um, but also I am in a beautiful writing group with the artists of Starling Arrow and one of their songs is called Volar and she says sing sing your name only the willows can hear you so I'm (laughs) letting you know that if you want to listen to some beautiful music please check out the group Starling Arrow I'm totally unaffiliated with them um, but just like everyone else I recommend on here it's really just um teachers and guides and musicians and artists that have invoked something really powerful and beautiful in my life and as a two, as someone that just kind of experiences these things behind the scenes, I wanted to also make sure that I share some of these powerful forces of nature with you all. So that's what we're going to talk about here today, is we're going to go a little bit deeper into the 2-4 line, into the 2-4 personality programming. And so just to like start us off, you know, I've already started off very personal by singing (laughs) my name to you and telling you about my Hebrew encoded name that most people don't know, Batzion Bat Yehudit Bat Lev. And... So I just wanted to also give you some other insights into some things that are kind of happening behind the scenes over here. The sun right now is currently in my 12th house, the 12th house of like behind the scenes secrets, the unknown feels very too energy in my opinion. Um, And I know that by the time this podcast comes out, the sun will have moved Into my first house because it's happening in a couple days after the eclipse that we're having this week. So I know that that will be the perfect time to start to share some of the things that have been going on behind the scenes over here, which is, of course, all of these episodes that I've recorded for the projector playground have all been going on while the sun was in my 12th house. Um, I've been, you know, as I've said before, creating the spiritual arts guidebook that's out now and available. I'm also currently Offering the finishing touches on an astrology workbook that you yourself can go through and map out your own birth chart and get to know yourself a little bit better in that way. And I I love astrology. Like I got into some of these more kinds of cosmic codes, you know, like many of us 1980s, 1990s babies did by like running to look at my horoscope in the newspaper every week. Um, thinking that that's all astrology was and as I've grown and as consciousness evolves and we've had more capacity to learn and know things about the cosmic stardust and the planetary body teachers um, my knowledge of astrology has grown and I think knowing astrology is so kind of vital to the human design process because it's interwoven in it right like the 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 places that the planets were when you were born is a core component of your human design chart, right? Human design was created from these different systems, including astrology. So I imagine that a lot of others also came in to human design already knowing a little bit about astrology or maybe knowing a lot about astrology and appreciating how human design gave kind of the energetic maps of how these planets were working us through our own individual bodies and not just like the characters we play or the roles we play or the set and setting of where that those acts are happening throughout our lifetime, but also like how the energy transmits to us and through us and also how we exchange that energy with other beings in our life. So I've been creating that. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes if that's something you're interested in and in looking at that astrology workbook. It's a little fun, playful practice, um, but I just wanted to share it with all of you. Also, what else has been going on behind the scenes is I've been in, as I said, a writing group with Starling Arrow, these amazing magicians. It's a songwriting circle and a sounding circle. So we're singing together and we're like receiving downloads of songs that want to come through. I've um, also been in a grief writing circle. So we've been doing, we're also working with music in that circle, which is interesting. Music has been coming in strong. The siren energy has been coming in really strong. This began last year when I started the attunement circle, but it kind of came knocking on my door again this spring. It's like working with your soul sound. Your soul song is going to be an important uh, part of the the next couple of months moving forward and probably like the next door into the initiations of a life. So I've been doing that. I've been writing about my grief. I've been sharing writings about my grief. I've been doing writing circles and workshops in Polar Lesko's Eden community which I've talked about here on a bunch of episodes and you know if you end up going and checking out her site I'm like maybe I should get affiliate coding from Polar Lesco because I pretty much this whole podcast just talked about how amazing she is in business and the structure she's creating for people to do energy work and learn about energy and it's really just kind of like a hub of a lot of projectors and non-projectors but those that are interested in the energetics of things coming together to learn. And yeah, I've been doing a lot of kundalini yoga. I've got a Reiki grid going that I've been sitting at every single day for the past couple months. I'm doing a lot of saunaing, walking my dog, um, drinking a lot of gut health tea. If you've had some gut health stuff coming up. Uh, Anima Mundite Herbs has some good gut health um, blends of herbs, but so I've been working with that, but then also um, Slippery Elm and Marshmallow Root Herb have been really, really supportive in healing some of the stuff that's been going on with my gut, in addition to taking a probiotic. So this isn't medical advice by any means, but I just have felt a new kind of upwave in autoimmune conditions, stomach conditions flare-ups, inflammation, things like that, that I believe all start in the stomach or all come from the stomach, come from this uh, body reactivity to there being something that is in imba- imbalanced, yeah, imbalanced um, within, and a lot of times that's the imbalance of that gut biome, that brain of the belly, and it's kind of sending signals out showing us where we need to make changes, where we need more support, where like the internal makeup of our bodies is trying to communicate some extra um, influence that we might need to support ourselves in these big waves of um, ascension energies that are coming onto this planet. So that's kind of what's been happening behind the scenes over here. And it's interesting, like right as the sun moves into my first house, everything's going to be changing in my life (laughs) for the next couple of months. I'm Embarking on a bunch of travel. It's like literally every weekend for two months I have somewhere new that I'm traveling towards. And these were all by invitation. None of this was planned by me. All of these things were things that I was invited into. So I'm really kind of feeling that, you know, my authority said yes. And um because It wasn't something that I was forcing or planning or trying to do all of these things at once that it was really just kind of like offered up and presented at my doorstep that I'm going to have the energy to do all of these things that I normally probably wouldn't have the energy to do as a two that loves to be alone and spend a lot of time without any auras around me. So to be seen, if that's how that actually maps out, and if I actually end up having the capacity for all of these things, but that's the plan right now. And... So today I wanted to just go deeper into talking about the 2-4 energy and so I gave you kind of like a behind the scenes, scenes glimpse at what's going on in my world and my 2 energy and my like you know you're looking in the window right now into the first story of the home and seeing uh, just a little bit about what I've been doing inside of my home, this beautiful home that I rarely ever leave but also I think that's why I love that house metaphor because I'm such a homebody <laughs> and I so appreciate the walls of my home and the incubator that it is. So maybe you can relate if you're a 2-4, you have a 2 in your design somewhere. Um, <clears throat> I have been doing most of these podcasts for this season at nighttime after doing my kundalini kriya, my kundalini sadhana, where I'm singing mantra and I'm chanting and I'm really opening up my vocal threads. But today, I, I always start my day with a walk, and on my walk, I was, like, just being very open to any guidance that wanted to come through, and, um, you know, sometimes when I'm, like, envisioning the projector playground and how to show up into this space, like, as I said yesterday or on the last podcast, it was like, okay, we're going to, like, sit down and have, like, a class-type scenario, and this time I got the vision of me, like, entering the projector playground and my guide showing up with, like clipboards and handouts and like, you know, just like visioning me walking and my guides like handing me like different instructions and things that like (laughs) I needed to do and talk about and cover today. And just like really like, you know, my assistants, like giving me all of these like direction and blueprint of the episode, which I wasn't really sure what new episodes were gonna come through. As I've said, I've just kind of been pretty open to this season. And so that they gave me very clear instructions today on my morning walk. So I am um, coming in with a little bit of like my throat chakra hasn't been opened. I haven't done much singing or chanting yet today. I can kind of feel that hoarseness in my voice. Um, But still sitting at the altar, still have the tiger kind of uh, guarding the portals of this space and just kind of feeling like the lunar energies that have been cultivated are also kind of allowing for some tangible interpretation and manifestation of information to come through even in some of the daylight hours. So I wanted to talk about the two four a little bit deeper because you know last episode I was talking about all of the lines in human design and I want to be perfectly honest that There was a lot that were my personal interpretation, but there was some that I was reading straight out of my notes, which I'm sure you probably picked up on. And some of those notes were things I verbatim like was writing. I didn't cut and copy, but I was like writing exactly what I was finding online about the different lines. And so I had like a little bit of fear after that of like, I'm, I'm not a plagiarizer, like my background's in research, I love to give credit where credit's due, I haven't written down, I hadn't written down where most of those notes were from, though some of them were from the Jovian archives, and I did call that out, but um, yeah, I was like sharing and teaching about something that I'm not super embodied in fully knowing at this point in my life, and it felt important to teach about the lines and I think it felt important to teach about the lines so almost that I could come back here on this episode as a 2-4 <clears throat> and give like a little bit more like context and background to how I'm feeling about all of that. Um, I actually really try to not take in a lot of projector content and like even a lot of human design content unless it's coming straight from Raw or Who Though I do, of course, find things on Instagram and I love to read other people's posts, but I specifically like don't take classes with people about success or about um, being a projector in business before I come on to talk about these things because I have an open head and an open Ajna and I don't want to be just regurgitating other people's thoughts and ideas about things. I really want to come from a place of... Um, knowing these things like internally and through my own life and experience and then sharing that with you from that space. So when I talked about the lines, like I can very easily talk about two fours because I'm living it. And I also have been able to really read it in a lot of my community, especially the community that I've done a lot of energetic work with. As I said before, you know, I've just last year ran a group that was all two fours. And Because of the way I've come into human design and the way I've approached it, like I learn human design through my own blueprint, through my own templates, through like really seeing how the chart maps up with my life, right? That's the two in me. I use human design for my own personal cognition, my own personal understanding, my own, you know, deepening of internal resource. And then I also use human design to understand my network, my community more. My partner, my father, my friends, the people that I work with. I use human design to get to know them on a different energetic framework than maybe they could tell me with their own words, or that I've even picked up of living, you know, a whole life or like with my partner, 13 plus years of being together. It gives me like a different lens to look at them through. And so, That is like why I love human design and so when I'm talking about lines of people that I haven't studied in depth how the lines map out in their life, I don't really get it if I'm being like honest. Like I get it to a certain level but I'm not fully embodied in understanding the lines because I haven't done a whole lot of time contemplating the lines in my people contemplated the lines a lot in myself so that's again I can talk about two fours but I haven't spent a lot of time contemplating the lines in those that are in my close network so that's the four the four aspect right there right is that, um, is that is that we're kind of learning and connecting with all of life through the people that we know not through strangers not through others but through the people that we're familiar with through the people that are already in our tight-knit community So I haven't studied the lines in a whole lot of people, and the people I have really studied the lines in are people that happen to be two fours. So when I was sharing those lines in the last episode, I was definitely regurgitating things that I was reading either in the book that I spoke about or through notes online, but I have a feeling one day I'll be able to come back and talk a little bit more in depth about the lines and not just reading off of my notebook because this is clearly like an invitation, right? To like show up in authenticity and not to just talk about things because I feel like other people want me to talk about them, but instead like only talk about what's like natural, right? The two is the naturalist. So what is like natural for me to be conscious of and aware of and then have my community unconsciously, you know, or like not in my like like my personal awareness, right? Like I'm just kind of waiting for my network and community to call me out and invite me into sharing things. So just kind of waiting until that is inspired, right? Until my community calls me to study the lines even deeper through them. And then the message can transmit through them, through my study of them, out into the rest of the world. So I'm sharing this with you because um, I'm assuming if you're listening to this episode that I will title something about the line 2 or 2 4 Um, Because you are a 2-4 or you have that design in your chart or you have a lot of um, those lines in your astrological makeup that are on the two sides of your chart after the decimal points. So let's get a little bit more into the 2-4. And let me just see where I want to go with this next. Because I was on my walk, so I was taking notes as these messages were coming through. All right, so I'll just kind of keep riffing on some of these ideas. So I went and had an experience this weekend that showed me some of the magic of the 2-4 energy, and I really wanted to share that. On one of these episodes, I wasn't really sure where it was going to come through, but I was in an experience where I was in a public setting with a lot of people and my partner was with me who I normally have pretty focused attention on, right? Like he's my partner, he's my person, he's kind of like my safety net in those situations. And then like beyond him, if he's not my main focus, I have like another close friend that likes to go out to these experiences, these shows um, with us. And so my focus will be on him. And I kind of have this like, almost like spiral out where it's like here, my partner is like the first of the network where i will first focus on making sure like tuning in with him and where he's at and then i have like these other couple really close friends where they normally are with us and if i'm not super like penetrating into my husband's aura i'm really focused into their auras and they're kind of this like safety net around me they're kind of this circle of protection i feel around my aura where it's like people don't really bother me in these big public settings. I don't really have a lot of strangers coming up to me um, wanting to talk to me because I feel like I have this grid of my personal, um, my people, you know, that kind of surround my aura and like keep this kind of guardianship up. And if I'm introduced to people through them, then I kind of tune in to those people and see if like they're meant to be woven into my orc focus for the evening or if they're just like a passerby. But I pay attention to those people that those that I've already kind of vetted um, into my orc network um, invite me and introduce me to or invite me to talk to. And it, it doesn't always end up being people that I want to talk to, right? Like sometimes, especially like I find the manifestors of the world, like they can really just like open up pathways to so many people that I'm not necessarily always ready or have the energetic capacity to you commun- communicate with, connect with, um, be in relationships with. And so oftentimes, like a manifesto will manifest a connection for me in the circle. And then I think that that person has like some deeply embedded meaning to weave into my life. And then once I get some space from the manifestor or from that situation, I can kind of see that like that pathway actually wasn't my pathway to go on. And probably, I'd listened to my authority, you know, there wouldn't be so much of experimentation around that, but we are here for the experimentation. And so I'm learning about human design through how life works, through how life maps. So I was at this show with a lot of people and my normal good friends weren't there. My husband was live painting. So he was like off doing his thing and he was painting in a room with awful music. <laughs> there was three rooms of music and he was in the room with like really aggressive house, which I'm not down with. I like the bass. I like the heavy bass and the dance music where you can get a little bit lower. So I wasn't really around him very much. And it was interesting to like just be a the observer. I love to like be in these big settings. You know, I said last season, like go into settings where there's a lot of auras and a lot of people and just notice who's attracted to you, who comes up to you, who looks at you, who runs the other direction from you, who's interested in being around you as a intensely, um, as an intense orc projector. So in this situation, my main focus on my partner was pretty much off. Like I knew what he was doing. He had his thing. He was manny jenning all over the place, like talking to a bunch of people, sharing all of his different crafts, doing his thing. So my focus was kind of internal, very much in my two realm. And I noticed that some other friends that are friends, but not like super, super close friends. They're like friends that I wouldn't call on the phone or um, like have over to my house regularly. But when I see them, I hug them. I love them. They're great people. We love to party. We love to dance together. We love to do social events together. So I noticed that in this situation where my focus was turned off of my partner, that these kinds of like external networkers were really drawn (laughs) To be around me and to receive my focus like there was a particular projector that um, he's he often sent like seems very shy to me and I've never really gotten a good read on him other than that I found out he's a projector through his manifestor friend. And this particular situation, when I didn't have anyone around me, he really opened up. He shared a lot of his recent journey, a lot of his highs, a lot of his lows. And I could sense like a whole new energy about him, just like a breaking out of his shell that like, you know, as we projectors can like put on this invisibility cloak when we're like not ready to be fully seen by someone. So I noticed that without my focus on my partner, he was very much ready for my focus. <laughs> he knew it was available. He knew that I had uh, the space for it. And so he was there to receive that from me. The moment he walked away, another friend of mine, a generator friend, again on kind of the external network of things, pops in. And suddenly he wants my focus. And like I don't say this as like, oh, he wants my attention. I say this literal and energetic terms that even without my personal ego focus, my auric focus was on them and allows them to explore things. So same for you, two fours, or actually same for all of you projectors, right? Like you don't really have to be personally focused. Your aura will, will focus in on people when you've been invited into a conversation and energetically said yes to it. So this generator comes in, wants to talk, like love him, great, want to talk, and wanted my focus, wanted the energy to focus on things. And of course, he ends up like asking me all these questions about human design and one of my podcasts, not this podcast, but another one. He wants to know more about his human design. He wants to know what it means to be a generator, what he should be focused on. He's asking me all these questions, you know, about um, like human design mechanics and like what that means and how we can work with it and how we can use it. And I think I've said this in a podcast before, but like, we focus in on one person at a time. So if there's another person around, like they're they're going to sense, maybe not like consciously, but they're going to sense that they're left out of that focus, that they are not being like penetrated on anymore, that they are not um receiving the like full funnel of the projector aura going into their G center. So I was playing and noticing this where like I would speak to the one friend, the one generator friend, and the other projector would kind of like disappear for a little while. And then that friend would come back and the generator would like go off and do something. And then I was able to like have this conversation with this person. But it's like once they could feel that my focus wasn't fully uh, internalizing into their particular G-Center and to their particular questions, maps, uh, insights, things like that, they very much like didn't need to be around me. (laughs) They very much were taking space and going and doing their own thing. And so as a 2-4, like I really noticed this and was like paying attention to this where when when my focus was not on my partner, who it's very solely on most of the time, these other beings were able to kind of come into my field, but they weren't strangers. They were still people that were already vetted in my network. They were still people that offer a certain level of like protection around me or a certain level of like gatekeeping where it's like any random stranger if they're walking by would notice that like my focus is on this person and I am not available for conversation with them. So I was just like tuning into that as a 2-4 and just like feeling kind of the power in that. Like there was plenty of times where I was just standing in, in my own two essence and very internal and in my dance and in my felt sense, and I could feel certain people recognizing me. Not everybody, right? Like not everybody's meant to recognize us, but those that were kind of attuned to my projector energy and meant to recognize me, I could feel their eyes on me. I think you probably can relate as a projector You can feel people's eyes on you, right? Just as they can feel our eyes on them because we have this intense auric sensation about us. This one that both feels out and really draws and feels in. So I was just noticing that and I wanted to like encourage you as a 2-4 to potentially notice that as well. That even in big social settings like who shows up to actually talk to you. And if you have like your kind of one main person or two or three main people that get your focus, do you notice that that kind of distills some of the network, that that kind of distills some people to like the outer layers of the aura, the outer layers of your focus and awareness? And when those inner... Um, Internet workers are not there, not present for that situation, do you notice that the external network starts to filter in and get a little bit closer, want a little bit more of your focus, receive a little bit more of your guidance? And then beyond that, like, do strangers actually come up to you? And if they do, like, what do they say to you? Like, I think only one stranger, if I'm remembering this correctly, came up to me that evening, and that stranger Just like wanted to know where I had gotten my hat. And my hat is like this magical hat that was woven with literal magic by one of my um, dear friends. And she like uh, threaded codes into it. Like she stamped symbols into it. She put, you know, um, my like tarot birth card onto the side of it. Like all of these things were like very intentional. And it's like this stranger was like, I'm going to penetrate, like I'm going to go into her aura, I'm going to be that stranger, but like I need to know where this piece of magic came from. So it was just kind of interesting to see that and to notice that. And um, I just wanted to kind of weave that into this 2-4 that like it really happens on such a subtle level of like how our 2 gets called out by our 4. And it's really like a powerful thing to start to recognize about yourself and to notice about yourself and to like see how that personally um shows itself to you when you're in these types of situations all right so one of the next things I wanted to talk about is hmm, oh yeah so there is another little two four tidbit that I wanted to put into this podcast this isn't like I guess in super flow because I had like a couple different things that I just wanted to like tap into with the two four. And I'm it's like these are personal stories, of course. And as a two four, I think it's our personal story that gets called out by our network to start to share with others. <clears throat> and I very much consider my four network as my spiritual team and my guides. And it I very much listen when they invite me out of my two shell to share some of these like behind the scenes wonderments or um appraisals i guess of my life and like how i see it combining and aligning with human design so i was after the first projector playground episode came out like the first episode i think i was invited to be on a podcast for two other projectors and or two other projectors were the hosts of that podcast And I've never listened to that podcast. I don't follow these people. I don't know these people. Um, But I got a splenic yes, and I was excited about it. So I said yes. And then in the kind of like last couple of weeks of recording this and getting um, some new chapters started in the other podcast that I co-host with my Manny Jenny friend, the We Heal podcast... I was thinking like I don't really have like the time and space and capacity to do this podcast like I should be focusing on my podcasts or my work or my offerings instead of meeting up with them and so I was playing with the idea of canceling that podcast letting them know you know a big chunk of time ahead of time so that they could reschedule with somebody else <clears throat> but my spleen kept saying like this is part of your experiment <laughs> this is like a this is part of you learning about your 2-4 design and something that you need to become really aware of. So to be seen, how that podcast plays out, how the actual conversation goes, or if it even happens, um, but I'm, I'm kind of like a dedicated yes to it. I'm like willing to explore sitting with two complete strangers and talking about the projector magic and hopefully expanding, I guess, my network of projectors Um, And expanding my network of fours, right, that can like call me out and share my work and share my magic with others. But one of the things that I was like, was very clear in my yes, was that I needed to be able to look at their human design charts um, before going on the podcast. And at the time, I thought it was because, oh, this is like a good way to show people like how I read energy and how I read charts. And as I've sat and like contemplated on it a little bit more, I'm realizing that the reason I needed to see their human design charts beforehand is because that allows them to not be strangers to me. That gives me an inside peek and a lens into at least their um, energetic design where I can come onto that podcast and feel like I know some element of them. And of course, like I'm not going to know them, their human story, their life path and like how it led them there, but I'm going to have some kind of insider view into who they are on a human design level, and that's the experiment, is that can you get into relation with somebody just by knowing their chart, and then through their chart, can they become a part of maybe this like external network of people that you know and can trust and can have beautiful conversations with? And so we'll see, right? Like if that actually works for a two-four, if that's like part of the magic, or if like the podcast ends up me feeling like I'm saying things that are totally not authentic and totally not me because two strangers invited me in to speak in their space and I didn't personally know them to begin with. They weren't already part of my four network. I feel like because we projectors already have this common ground, this like common camaraderie in this like projector consciousness mainframe that we all are reading from and seeing from and learning from each other from that there's already kind of this level of like knowing of one another that there's already kind of this level of like all right we're in the same community of projectors right like we're in the same kind of like tribal mentality of projectors and so if we're going, if I'm going on this podcast to just talk about the projector life and the projector magic and we keep it really kind of based in that flow of conversation, I imagine that the conversation will go really well and that we'll get to know each other on a very projector level and then exchange projector codes and a lot of projector magic will come from that. Um, but I don't know for sure, right? It's, it's part of my experiment. It's part of me to see... But I wanted to invite that in for you as a 2-4, especially if you're somebody that's an entrepreneur or doing like coaching, healing work, that if you're feeling very much like you can't, um, like you're feeling a resistance to opening up your business to more people or trying to invite in strangers, that, that might be a good kind of filtration system is like Being able to read their chart first, get to know them on that level first, and then either accepting their invitation to coach them or sending out your own personal invitation to do further and more in-depth readings with them. But I think human design really gives us two fours a good key to kind of unlock like the greater mainframe of humans, (laughs) um, giving us like greater channels of connecting with quote unquote strangers um, you know, we're not all strangers of the world. Like we're all this human family. But from this context, right, like can looking at someone's chart allow us twos to know enough about them so that we can invite them into being at least some part of our four network, whether that's our like close-knit community or whether that's our projector networking community or whether that's our business networking community. Like I feel like there's layers to this four that we're kind of working with at all times. So, that was something interesting that I wanted to drop into this podcast. And that kind of like leads me into the next part of the conversation, which is um, about like being really aware of you being a two four and how that maps in other spaces than just physical interactions with people. So, what I mean by that, and I'm gonna talk about this in a very specific way. Is on Instagram. And I talk a lot about on Instagram because that's my only social platform that I work with anymore for my business. I will send out a newsletter apparently like once every quarter, (laughs) although I haven't even sent out one for this quarter yet, but it's like where I'm connecting and sharing what I'm doing is through Instagram. Because I feel like Instagram is a really nice, like, two, four boundary and barrier. Like, you can Make your profile completely private if you only want to like vet and allow certain people to look at your stuff. Um, <clears throat> it allows people to get an insider's glimpse into your life. Like as a 2-4, you can share a lot about what you're doing behind the scenes without actually having to like comment on people's things or even look at other people's things. Like you can let people come and look into the window of your 2-energy on your Instagram and not necessarily have to interface with them unless they, like a four, you know, want to like come in and be a part of your network and call you out. But I think Instagram is like a great place, at least in my experience, for two fours. And I also think podcasting too is a great place for two fours because it kind of allows this shield of like, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm sitting at my altar desk. I'm like in my home. I'm talking about what feels really natural to me in this moment. And I'm sharing that with my greater projector community right and then I imagine if there are some people in this community that really resonate they'll call me out and ask me and invite in more information or ways to work with me on a deeper level or ways to connect you know on a more like intimate friendship type basis so recently I was like investigating my Instagram, kind of from a 2-4 perspective, although I wasn't consciously doing it from a 2 perspective, but now that I look back, I'm like, oh, that's what I was doing. And I got a really strong call to clear out a lot of the old networks, so a lot of the old four environments in my Instagram feed, which means I unfollowed a bunch of people that I used to be friends with in high school. I unfollowed a bunch of people that even I used to be friends with in my early 20s. I unfollowed a bunch of people that don't interact with my content, that don't um, seem to have really any interest in what I'm posting from a business perspective because I'm really like starting to make my space, my Instagram alter into a place of um, not just being about my life and my story, but being about like... A lot of these systems and spiritual tools that I like to work with. So I unfollowed a lot of people that were just like either there was no energy exchanging there anymore or I only was keeping tabs on them because I used to know them because I used to network with them thinking that I had to keep keeping tabs on them because as a focus projector, we at least I feel felt like that feel like that. A lot of the time that it's like, if I once knew someone, I have to constantly kind of keep them in my field because they invited me in once and they saw me at one point and they, you know, reciprocated energy back to me at some point. But I'm realizing now as I'm getting my energy more clear and I'm I'm coming into more tune with the next steps of my my business and the, the ecosystem of this recreation of my field in the public setting, um... That I don't need to keep tabs on these people anymore, and like most of the time, they're posting about their personal lives, and that's great and beautiful. Um, but I don't, I don't really like to have my feed full of other people's children. If I'm being perfectly honest, like I, I appreciate the mothers out there. I will create offerings and sing songs and bow down to the mothers of this world, and like I don't really need to know what their kids are doing all the time. And that was like a lot of the people from high school. Love them, beautiful children, and it wasn't important for my focus anymore. So I unfollowed a lot of those people. I unfollowed a lot of people that just weren't engaging with my content anymore, that just didn't seem to be kind of there for the new pathways that I was walking. Um, I have outer vision and human design, so also becoming conscious about like what I'm taking in visually all the time is really important. And... I really like want to use Instagram as a platform to learn more and to grow my awareness about systems like human design and astrology and women's work and energy work and things like that like I want what I'm taking in to be like these visions of the of the future, right? Of like the either the future knowledge that I'm meant to integrate or the future timelines of astrology or the future of what my business could potentially look like. So I'm kind of, I was clearing out a lot of the stuff that did not align with that. And I'm going to continue to do that. I'm doing it slowly. I'm not putting too much pressure on it. I'm not like zapping all that energy at once, then trying to scramble to figure out where to get it back again. But just noticing like what content was inspiring me, inspiring my energy, and what content was like draining my focus. Because like we as projectors are focusing in on every single post, not necessarily if you're just like swiping down, you know, infinitely fast, but every single one that you land on, that you read, any picture that you look at, that you um, interpret, that you judge, (laughs) like Each of those, your aura is focusing in on the G-center of that post, on the G-center of that person, on the purpose behind why that creation came manifest on Instagram. And you're reading it. Your energy is reading it. So I've just decided I only really want to be reading the energy of people that are either in my line of work or offering up things that support my work or my play or or the fun parts of Instagram and just starting to gently unfollow those that aren't really in that sphere of things. And like unfollow people that I don't see anymore or talk to anymore or have a relationship with anymore. I'm still keeping some people on there that I'm like regularly seeing or that like comment on my stuff or that send me a message every now and again, even if they don't have business Instagrams. I of course am still following like my best friends and um the people that I still have intimate relationships with because I like looking at their kids (laughs) I like seeing the the children that will continue to be in my life and will continue to grow up in my life and become a part of my life it's the kids that won't will not be a part of my life that I don't (laughs) uh, keep tabs on so permission given basically in this conversation is like if you're a projector, a two, four, anyone that you're just like, oh yeah, I so resonate with this. Like you can unfollow people. I think I've said this in a podcast before, but like it it feels good. My Instagram feels really different. I'm actually like noticing I'm on there a lot less um, because there's like a lot less people creating content that's for their viewers, for their audience and not just for themselves, right? Like a lot of it was just people posting for themselves, for their own stories and to share their own life. Um, there's not as many people creating content for the audience. And that's, that's what I'm doing now on Instagram. I'm creating content for you all, for, um, for the audience, although that's a bad word, but for like people that I want to start weaving more into my network, that I want to start sharing more of human design with, that I want to share my notes with and my interpretations of life with in a way that is supportive for them and that I post for them and not because I'm like, oh, here's my writing. Here's me. Here's this. Come look at everything I'm doing. And of course, that could be my south node in Leo and my north node in Aquarius and me integrating more into collectives instead of just being like, hey, come look at me on the stage over here. Um, but my son is also still in Leo, so (laughs) I'm also still working with that energy and how I gain energy and how I receive energy and flow in this lifetime. So I don't know if these are personal things or HD things, but, um, you know, we are the living experiments and our charts are just ways to decode and then unlock deeper understanding of how we are living our lives. So I felt called to do this as a 2-4 episode, even though I'm not getting like super into the mechanics of a 2-4, you know, that's like more on the last podcast, but just like sharing from my lived experience how some of the 2-4 insights and ideas were presented by my guides as I entered the playground to be like, talk about this. Here's a nice insight over here that we could share to like give a little bit more context to this conversation. One of the last things I wanted to talk about, and I, to me, this like probably should have been on the last podcasts, on the business and success podcasts, but um again, it was something that my 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 intuition, my spleen, my gods, whatever you want to call it, were like, let's talk about this. <laughs> so we're going to just wrap this up by talking about this last little tidbit here that isn't necessarily 2-4 related, but I've just been having a great resistance to entrepreneurs and coaches that are selling their products, whether the product is themselves and their guidance or the product is a online program or offering or a training. But just having a lot of like, And of course this might be a me thing and i might have like a totally different perspective a few months or a few years down the line maybe i'll come back totally different but i have zero desire to be spending three thousand dollars six thousand dollars ten thousand dollars on a coach and at one point i did spend like a pretty hefty amount of money on a coach i still feel like her prices were relatively reasonable compared to kind of what I'm seeing now, but I did give her a lot of my money for her time and for her coaching and her guidance. And I love her. She's become a dear friend and I support her work infinitely. And when I look back on that, I was like in a moment of not just financial scarcity, but in like energetic scarcity and like life scarcity and like a deep fear of the future it was after my mom had died, so somebody that had like always helped me out when I needed it, someone that had given me a lot of guidance, someone that was always like helping me find what school to go to or um, a job that she thought was really great for me, you know, like that beautiful generator energy inviting me into so many things. That when she died, it was like I plugged into the next generator that I could and um, to try to receive that same type of invitation. She was like a very mothering generator. So I look back on that as like, oh, yeah, I was like without a mom, without that generator energy, and without that kind of resource and support, and someone regularly cheering me on and like reading my sales pages and telling me if I had any grammar checks and like giving me feedback and insight onto things that I was writing and sharing with people. And, and that part of my life was now gone. And I immediately found a generator to plug into that felt familiar. She was in my four network. She was a mother. The way she approached her business was very mothering. She was a cheerleader. She read all my things. She basically did everything that my mom used to do for me. Of course, not everything, but from a business standpoint, from like a career standpoint, and she offered that to me. And so I just like handed her all of my money. I gave her a great deal of money um, to be this person in my life. And I worked with her for a year. It was great. I got a lot accomplished in my business. And then after that year, I, I got a very strong message from <clears throat> my intuition being like, Okay, like no more. (laughs) You need to pull back on giving all your power, all your money, all your energy away to someone else, and you need to recall that and reclaim that for yourself. So I spent a whole year of not working with anybody, not paying for anything from somebody else except for like a couple classes here and there where that were just one-off things. But I made a commitment to not enter into any containers with anybody where they held some power over me, right? Like I was giving them money. They were taking my finances. They were receiving my energy. I was receiving their energy. There was like a time constraint, you know, beginning, middle, and end of this work together. Like I was in their energetic container and therefore I was kind of at the will of their energetic flow. And taking a whole year off of doing anything like that gave me a lot of perspective of like why I was doing that and how ungrounded I was in making that decision and how that was coming from a place of my open root being like I need somebody to help me release this pressure, this pressure that I was feeling from being um, without a mom and without that kind of like umbilical cord to resource any longer. So I've held containers. I've guided coaching groups. I've done a lot of one-on-one work with people. And the past couple months, I've just been feeling like a lot of resistance to it and i said i think before that some of that resistance is like the two four in me where i don't want to work with strangers and if i did work with strangers i'm realizing like i would have to put a really really high price point on my work in order to make that make sense for me and i experimented with that i did raise my prices on everything And it felt so out of integrity and so inauthentic to me personally where I am here and now that I was literally just putting up like energetic blocks all over those offerings. And I can see why now that those offerings were in alignment and therefore I didn't get a lot of um, people wanting to enter into them. Anytime we have people not wanting to enter into our offerings, it's not because our offerings are bad or they're not good or that... um, that people don't actually need them. It's because we ourselves are like either cloaking it up so nobody can seize them or we're putting all this like hard, dense energy for them to have to walk through to even reach and get to the like core of the offering to even know what it is to even be able to say yes to or respond to. So we're really good cloaking mechanisms, us projectors. Um <clears throat> Doing some throat chakra clearing in this episode, (laughs) so I instead of just lowering all my prices, actually I did experiment with that. I lowered a bunch of my prices on things and then put those back out there. And again, and that was still not in integrity because I knew strangers coming into my network, people that I didn't know coming into my network, people running my energy through um, through their bodies or me running their energy through my aura in order for them to receive the codes that I was offering also wasn't in alignment for that low of a price. So I was like kind of at a stalemate. I am kind of at a stalemate right now. I've taken down all of my coaching offerings. I'm only coaching or I'm not even coaching. I'm doing breathwork healing with um, a couple people that I know I'm like very personally connected with. And I'm not allowing that to just be an open offering for everybody. the, the I, There's one person that I'm working with consistently and it's because She gave me the magical hat that I talked about at the beginning of this episode and literally was like, I need you to breathe me. Here's this magic that's going to bring more energy into your life than you or I could ever imagine. Can we work something out? And that was like a hard yes from my spleen. But I have been, one, just like seeing how people are selling these really high coaching offerings are playing on like people's open roots and are playing on people that are in places of like deep, not instability, because I know if you're going to like throw $3,000 down for a six-week coaching experience that you have some kind of root connection. But it's like they're, they're connecting with people that, how do I say this? Like I, how I read their offerings is, Connecting with a part of the person that's like, I need you to fulfill something for myself. I need you as my guide. I need to hook into you and your energy, and I'm going to give you as much money as you ask me for so that I can hook into your aura, so that I can have your aura be my guide, so that I can have this kind of codependent, enmeshed relationship with you, even if it's for like a short period of time, so that I can feel better about some aspect of my life that I'm currently not feeling okay with right now. And that's like what the whole coaching industry is based on, right? Is like people pointing out problems that people have, people pointing out needs that people have. Like when you get a sales page template, it's basically like you pointing out what's wrong with other people so that you can show them how you can fix them. And for me, it's like human design and this whole world of consciousness studies, like that it's not in alignment for me to do things like that. Like this system is meant to guide us back to our inner authority. It's meant to show us like who we are inside, what what power we have inside to make our lives happen from the inside out. And I find these like, and I don't like follow these people. They're like ones that have come up on the explore page. Um, I really try to follow people that are just like really in integrity with how I am both giving and receiving energy into the Instagram space. But yeah, I'm just kind of like reading and tracking the people that are charging these huge amounts of money in a time when a lot of people are in a place where they don't have the money to spend on that, or if they do, they're spending the money on that because like, they're not fully resourced in their own authentic pathways and needing to get the confirmation, the celebration, the cheerleading from another in order to make themselves feel better about where they're at. And I'm not shaming anybody. I'm not like, I absolutely don't want you to think if you're a coach that's charging a bunch of money or you're in a coaching container where you're giving a lot of money that you're doing something wrong. It's absolutely not like that. I'm just like saying all this because I feel like we're just evolving out of that time. And I know projectors need to charge more money in order to have the capacity to, support other people and to guide other people, especially two fours, right? If you're going to call us out of our alone time, if you're going to call us out of our solo practice and interface with people we don't know, there's a lot of energy that needs to be on the table. Energy, you know, replace that with money, replace that with offerings, replace that with whatever in order to make that make sense for us to bring new people into our network. So I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying that I'm personally having some resistance to all of this. And I'm feeling like there has to be another way, that there has to be another way for us to make enough money to make it make sense. There has to be a way for us to be giving and paying out guides and coaches and healers in a way that really feels in integrity and not like we're making these choices from a place of fear or a place of lack or a place of grief. And, and, like, there's there's place for that, too. You know, I want to say, like, me hiring that coach after my mom died, like, thank God I did because I really needed someone to, like, be there as a support, to, like, have someone that was really strong in their, like, motherliness that I could lean on um, to help guide me through that time. Like I needed a lot of people to help guide me through the loss of my mother and the... um the recalibration of that space in my life not being filled by her generator energy anymore. But I just feel like there's something else there for all of us that like either the economy changes where this type of work is absolutely integrated and needed and we have like literal paychecks given to us to give to the other and it's not coming out of our own personal wellspring our own personal like needs for money or food or travel to see family or friends or like our personal reservoirs and that there's actually like resource that can come in that's specifically directed Towards these types of things, and I know us starting our own businesses and us creating these ecosystems like allows that and invites that in, right? Like it very much starts to bring in more energy, more resources into our groups, into our places and spaces that we're creating, so that there is more um, value and resource <clears throat> and gold to be exchanged between all of us. And I'm, I'm just curious like how you all feel about that and how that's been working out for you and especially those that are either paying for these types of experiences and like dishing out really large amounts of money. And I'm saying like $3,000, $10,000. Maybe for some of you, that's not a lot of money. Like and and if that's the place that you're in, like that's beautiful and I'm, I'm really happy for you. And for those that like me feel like that's a pretty decent hefty paycheck that we're offering like and and you're maybe doing it anyways like how are you navigating that how are you doing that from a place of not becoming codependent or feeling like that other person's going to save you and still being in your authority and your authenticity and knowing that that person is just adding or um encouraging what you already know inside or um yeah, like giving you back like twice that and what they're offering to you where like what they give to you is worth $6,000, $20,000, like something that's so much bigger than you could even put a price on. Um, and then for those of you that are like holding those bigger containers, like for those of you that are putting those price points on things, especially you two fours, I'm just curious, like, What kind of nervous system work you've had to do to be able to ask for that kind of money? What kind of work you've done with your father (laughs) to be able to value yourself in that type of um, integrity to know that your time and your energy is worth that? And just like how even this conversation, like, is it triggering you? Is it like making you want to come like write a really mean comment to me about how everything I'm saying is just like so unfair and so not right and so like not aligned for your life? Are you inspired by it? Are you also the type of person like me that's like, I don't really want to be paying somebody $3,000 thinking they're going to fix me or thinking that their program or offering is like the end all be all and worth like way more than I'm making in a month. Yeah. Um, I'll just talk about Pilar Lesko's Eden community again. <laughs> Cause I'm, I just like respect so much of what she's doing as a projector in business. And she said before that, like, her Pluto, where her Pluto is, I think it's in the house of money and resources. That she knows she's here to do a lot of personal alchemy and transformation in order to create new maps of consciousness for. world around her um to to be and sit with money like a plant medicine in a way that we honor and reverent it and also know that it's um accessible for all of us to go on those journeys and to get our own codes from so this is like part of her magic and like part of what she's offering to the world and you know I could like next year come back and be like I changed my mind. That's not an integrity anymore. That's not right for me anymore. But for now, as I'm in her community space, it very much is. And in the present time, I'm paying $100 a month for what feels to me, especially like online, right? I'm watching recordings for things and it feels like she's just Talking just to me, like when when I'm watching the recording, right, and like the whole rest of the community is not on the call, it feels like she's just giving me a personal class. So I'm paying $100 a month. She offers like three, usually two different classes and one um, energetic attunement, and then she has guest classes come on and she records all of these. So there's just this massive library of. Um, resources to work with and to go back to and to learn from. And to me, $100 a month for what she's offering feels really like the value and what I'm getting out of it feels really in integrity. It feels really balanced. The exchange feels in real um, harmony. And I can justify paying $100 a month for this type of offering because I'm getting so much out of it. Like I don't even question it coming out of my bank account. So even in months of scarcity where I'm like, where am I gonna get the rest of my money to pay <laughs> my mortgage from? Like even in those months, I'm like, that hundred dollars a month is worth it because what I'm getting out of it is a incredible bank of resources. And she's like doing things really right. Like here, listen to me here on this podcast, like talking about her, hyping up her business, sharing it, like probably some of you are gonna want to enter into, her container her what she's creating just through me marketing for her without any um affiliate link or like and I'm not getting anything from this other than that I'm just like a big advocate for how she's approaching money and business and energy work in the world but that's what she said was something she really wanted was like that she didn't want to have to do a lot of marketing she really wanted her her people to do the marketing for her. So now I'm kind of wondering if she's a 2-4. I don't know for sure. She doesn't talk a whole lot about her design, but that feels very 2-4 to me, right? Where it's like you're doing your thing and the people that know and love your work are just doing all the marketing hustle and bustle for you. And like that doesn't have to be an added layer on your energy work is like, oh, I also have to market all of these things too. It's just like your people like out there cheering you on, celebrating you and like really loving what you're doing and then telling everyone that they know about it. That's the two-four magic. And I've read that actually in some of the human design studies that I've done that that's when we're really like in our two-four lane is when we're just at home doing our thing and Our people are then out there in the world telling everyone about our offerings and um, telling people what they've received from us and what they've learned by being in our container. And it brings in other people that are vetted by them that like have already heard about like kind of how we are into our field to learn and, you know, grow in community with. All right. So I think that that's about it <laughs> in this two 4 conversation and this like trying to understand our own personal two energy and how we can be in great offering and service to the collective at large while also not blowing out our resource by going further than our four network by going outside of our um, our vetted community And I'm just open to the conversation on this. I'm open to how this landed, to what you've been inspired by through hearing my perspective on this or been deflated by, (laughs) hopefully not, from hearing how um, I'm just feeling into like the business world and the two-four magic and how that's all working out. A part of me doing this is, part of me making the guidebooks is me kind of experimenting with like, Here's the spiritual arts guidebook that is like all these practices that I do that people may often wonder how I can spend two to three hours in my studio just like talking to God and connecting with my guides and getting insights and downloads about my life or about the projection of the world around me in a way that I'm I'm trying to translate it and give just a little bit of insight, give a little bit of a window into how I can sit here all day and just be in the spirituality of things. Like I literally feel like I just hop in to my own little dimension in this space and most people think I do nothing. (laughs) Most people have no idea what I'm actually doing in here. It's like taking my husband 13 whatever years to be able to even catch a glimpse of the depth that I am diving into when I'm sitting in this space and working with my energy and the energy of the beings that surround me and are with me on this journey. So yeah, I would love to hear about how you two fours are operating in business, how you've made this work for you, how it's mapping for you. Is it just that my nervous system doesn't have the capacity right now to hold more money? Is it that my nervous system doesn't have the ability to hold more people in my aura? Have you learned a way around this? Have you learned to expand to be working with strangers or people that are in the external networks and weaving more people into your life? Like, how has this shown up for you? And if you want to share that with me, I would love that. You can send me an email, Eliana at Wellness Weaver. You can comment as a review or, as I said before, on Spotify. You can comment on this specific episode. You can send me a message. Um... You know, it's sometimes interesting with this podcasting because it is like this two energy where I'm, I still feel like I'm very much like alone <laughs> when I'm having these conversations. So those of you that take the time to send me messages on Insta, comment on my posts, like take that energy to actually reach out to me. It means so much. Your reviews mean so much and it really... Helps me tune into the projector for community, right? That we're building and growing here together. And I'm really hoping that down the line, our exchanges and your insights and your feedback lead to an offering for us to gather together, work together, go on magical medicine journeys together. In a way that feels both integrity for you and where you're at energetically and where you're at with your price points and also for me and my energy and what I have the capacity to both offer and hold and um, exchange in that way. There's just one more thing that I wanted to add here right before we close this out. But as two fours, we are super influential. We're influential to our four network. We're influential to the people that peer inside the windows to see what it is that we're doing inside of our realm and layer of magic. And we influence people, but in a way that we as twos have really zero awareness of how much influence we actually have on others. So it's a really interesting thing to track this as a 2-4 and just tune into this. And, you know, it can be hard to see and hard to know if you don't have like a good communication system with your 4s. But something I've kind of picked up on is like I'm influencing them whether I'm aware of it or not, whether I'm trying to or not by me just sharing what I'm doing, who I listen to, what's interesting to me, where I'm going and how I'm being in life, the fours in my network are just receiving the codes. They're being influenced to take new steps and new choices and make new moves and um, just find ways that are kind of paved by the two paths. So, like, I have people come to me on Instagram that will tell me, like, I posted something online six years ago, one whole year ago that deeply influenced them in some way, caused them to make a change in their life. And then, you know, a year down the line, they wanted to just drop back in and let me know. And these will be people that like I don't even interface with anymore, that I don't even have like full on like human to human conversations, like people I went to high school with. Here's a cool story. There was this one girl that I went to high school with and she... It was one of those things reached out to me like eight months after the fact, telling me that I had once posted something about trying yoga for um, support in getting pregnant if you've had trouble getting pregnant. And like, I don't remember what I posted about this. I don't even remember talking about this. I know that I had been in a yoga teacher training where we were learning some of the mechanics of uh, working with yoga as a practice to get pregnant but I have no idea what I said. I don't know if it was just like a reshare of a post that I had seen, but she said that she started to do this. She started to work with yoga as a medicine for her pregnancy journey and she got pregnant and she was coming at me to tell me, you know, she was either having her baby the next month or um, had just had her baby or something along those lines. But I hadn't talked to this person in years and years and years, but I was nonetheless an influence to her on her journey. I have this happen a lot where people just kind of show up saying that I came to them in their dreams with a piece of advice. I gave them a gift in their dream that um, inspired or invoked something in their experience. And I'm sure this is is because I do a lot of energetic work and I play a lot in the spiritual realm, so I'm kind of speaking to people on that level that like maybe they're like cognitive awareness isn't fully tuned into, but when they go into the dream space or drop into a meditation, they visualize or see me or hear something that I said in a new way. But I also think that this is part of the 2 for magic or anyone with a 2 in your chart that you just doing what you do, you just in your natural flow is influencing people. And you probably have zero idea about it. A lot of the times I feel like I'm like uh, the people in my networks like hidden little secret like i'm the person that they go to and of course this is part of my incarnation cross what i this is what i'm learning but i think it's also related to the two four energy that i'm like the person that they'll go to and they'll divulge some secrets to or they'll come to for some really private advice or not even private advice not even secrets but just come to to receive guidance for things And then they'll have a big breakthrough or they'll have some big impactful thing or they'll have a big shift and they don't necessarily like tell people about me or that I'm the one that gave them the information or that I'm the one that gave them the guidance that they needed. It's like they kind of keep me in their back pocket as like this little um, secret guidebook, you know, that they know that they have to tune into. But there's almost kind of like this knowing, this unconscious knowing that like they're my four network, and so they connect me to the outside world, and like they're my bridge. So they don't have to put me out there. They don't have to tell everyone about me because I'm a two. My 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 energy is meant to be really contained and really like in this space of aloneness and not ne- necessarily interfacing with a wide range of um strangers in public. So I also like wonder if you as a two four have noticed that as well. That like. You're like deeply, deeply influencing the people around you and yet they, you don't always either get the recognition of it for one or you just kind of become the like secret guru that like people know have this information but they don't necessarily like want to let everybody in on because it's like their own channel or like telepathy to source or to their guides or to creator that they want to keep pretty clean and clear and they don't want a bunch of other people's psychic energy fogging up the lines. Um, so, you know, like twos, I said in the last episode, like we get projected upon the two fives are mirrors of one another. And whereas the five is like their influence is very felt. People know them as influencers. That's why the fives have to really kind of um, protect their reputation and not give advice or guide on things that uh, they're that are not that's not like practical and able to be applied in a really grounded way where they know that whatever it is they're advising on has a beginning, middle and end step and um, that like they've seen the full outcome, right like they've gone through the journey and they know exactly, Uh, how to kind of explain the processes to people, right? This is why like the five shouldn't go giving advice to somebody about something that they really really don't know much about or that is like ends up being the wrong advice because it could spoil their reputation. So that's kind of like the external projected field, like people can really project on the fives, whereas the two, like we're just kind of projecting out into the world. We're influencing without like getting a lot of the feedback from it. We can like share what we're doing and because it's just like our natural two energy, it's just what we are naturally doing. It's not like we're sharing necessarily of something that's not ours. We're not like sharing and giving advice from something that's not something we're like already doing in our own space and time. We can give off and project out without having to receive a lot of the projections from others like the five lines deal with. So I just, I had to, I'm actually like coming back in and dropping this in on a different day. So if the sound quality changed, I don't know why it would, but I just like had such a loud ringing in my ears of, we have to talk about how the two fours are influencers and how the twos will not even know that they're influencing their fours and how that four network is like, and and who we're influencing and who we're reaching is like broader than we know, right? Like... When we're in the house, when we're in the lower level, when we're just doing our thing in the living room, there can be all kinds of people walking by, taking a peek, wanting to know what's going on in there, especially those that have kind of like invited in our awareness or have some level of respect for us at some point, um, some shape and time throughout our lives, you know, like there's this level of recognition that's already happened that allows them to be like, oh, yeah, that's. That's that 2-4 projector I know's house. You know, of course, they're not saying that. They're like, oh, that's Eliana's house. Oh, that's what Eliana's talking about over there. Oh, she's been doing a lot of yoga, a lot of that kind of alternative medicine stuff. She talks a lot about like healing and doing things in a more natural way and trying to find new approaches to things that Western medicine doesn't seem to be able to tackle or understand or give the best advice on. And so they'll come peek in the window or like maybe not even consciously be peeking in the window, but just be looking around for some advice or some guidance on something that they really need in that moment and see that, like, in this case, you know, Eliana is just holding up a sign, an Instagram sign through the window being like, yoga is really supportive to help the body prepare for pregnancy. And they take that. They keep walking down their path. They don't necessarily tell the two. They don't necessarily tell me that they received that message, that they got that message, but hopefully, if there's the right recognition at some point that will circle back around and the two will receive that recognition, will receive that honoring of what the two puts out in the world. Because we twos really need people to recognize us, right? We, we really need there to be a... Um, like a feedback system because we can't necessarily see these things about ourselves. Like me posting about that thing. Like I, I had zero memory of it. My intention was probably not at all thinking that I was going to convince anyone to do yoga, to get pregnant, you know, like me sharing this one account that then like I notice a bunch of my friends start following afterwards and are like commenting and loving and liking them. Like my intent with sharing that person was not necessarily to get people to go look at their content or to get the recognition that I'm the one that found them first. My sharing is to just like share what my splenic authority inspires me to share that day. And it's kind of in that intuitive following that there gets to be these channels open to the people that need those messages or to the people that need to connect with those people, you know, those bigger influences or influencers and messages that maybe I don't have the language for or that – um you know, we don't necessarily have the, like, I'm not sharing and talking about women's health on my Instagram, but there's still a lot of women in my field that know that, like, I'm very in touch with women's work and women's medicine and supporting women healers and women-owned businesses. So they're going to know that that's kind of in my field. And when I'm sharing, I have to be a little bit conscious about, and I'm getting more and more conscious as I go on about sharing things that are really embodied and in tune with my own belief system and and not just my belief system, but like what I'm actually doing and incorporating and living and being in my life. So yeah, two fours, just like kind of calling out our influencer potential and, and it's not an influencer like an Instagram influencer where you like have all these followers and all these likes and all these people telling you how amazing you are. Like it can be a lot more subtle and a little less clear how you're influencing the world, but hopefully you have those amazing people in your network that respect you and can come back around or can let you know just how much you you did influence them on their journey or you do influence them and how much your words or your guidance or your art or your medicine or whatever it is that you're doing in your two world um, challenges and changes and invokes and inspires parts of them that weren't online until they saw you being in your naturalness, doing your thing, and receiving and offering up those embodied codes. So, okay, thank you so much for being here. Remember to sing your name. Only the willows are listening. If you love beautiful music, listen to Starling Arrow. They're just magic makers. And I appreciate all of your feedback and reviews. So thanks for your time. Thanks for your presence. Thank you for your focus. And I'm sending all of my love to all of you at this time. Bye for now.